Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network as we continue our Oscar coverage, doing every single Best Picture nominee in the 2023 Oscars over 10 days. We are into film three. We've talked about blue things in the water. We've talked about women talking. And now we are talking about John Tenney had a dream. He drew oh, a different one. Uh, the other woman from <laughs> Tomorrow Never Dies, Michelle Yeoh, in the movie that has everyone talking about everything everywhere all at once because it's everything everywhere all at once. A movie that, boy, oh, boy, wowee, is a movie. Um, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack and get through in this one because if you thought the multiverse of madness was madness and if you thought The Flash, which we haven't seen yet, was flashy, then... This one has hot dog fingers, rocks, and racacuni. Um, and that's all you really need to know. My name is Ben, and just be a rock. And my name is Colin, and I got bored one day and put everything on a bagel. <laughs> oh god, this movie. Um you wow. said you said to me like a year ago, like I saw this movie and it's maybe the most unique movie I've ever seen. And then you really talked it up and like I just I'm still digesting it. It's been maybe, what, four days since I've watched it. I started this movie and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And I'm like, okay, this is odd. There were literally moments of this movie where I'm like, this is so stupid. I am not understanding a thing of this. This is absolute bullshit. What the hell is happening? Then they turned into rocks. There was hot dog fingers. Like, it's like, it's so odd and bizarre, but it's not in an odd and bizarre level where I hated it like i i enjoyed it and i hated it at the same time like it was just it's so strange <laughs> i don't know if i understood any of it but like it just the acting is great it's it's bizarre as fuck and it's funny as fuck like i d- i don't even know where to begin with this movie colin it's, you've been waiting a year to talk about it oh uh, i mean this is the first multiverse movie i mean this this beat um multiverse of madness is beating the flash is beating all those things uh, and I, I think that the bar is set so high with this movie that none of the other multiverses can compare because it's completely original for one thing. Uh, it blends so many genres so flawlessly. Like you you were kind of running through like, it's hilarious, it's bizarre, it's odd, but it's also like really deep and moving. Emotional and touching. Part. It's yeah. a, extremely emotional. Uh, the fight scenes are phenomenal. I mean, I, I I complained in Shang-Chi that, like, it was a movie. Yes, it represented, you know, Asian culture, represented Asian film, but it didn't necessarily do it well. It was sort of like we're taking three different types of Asian films 
and doing it in a mediocre Hollywood way. And this is like, we're going to do everything from every genre that's ever existed in all not just once. Asian films, but any films, literally everything, <laughs> everywhere, all at once. Uh, and it's just, it's crazy. Like you could watch this movie and just want cheap, mindless, ridiculous entertainment. And you're definitely going to have your mind messed with. Uh, it's not going to be that mindless, but it's just entertaining. And then if you want something that's a little bit more emotional, it's emotional. And if you want something that's just action-packed, it's action-packed. And I, I just think like there hasn't really been a movie like this probably since the matrix where it's like you watch mm. a movie and you're like, I've literally never seen anything like this before, but you know, it's going to change the way everybody else tries to make movies going forward. This is what everyone claims avatar was the first avatar. Yeah. Right. Like, and like, I'm glad you said the matrix because there was so much about this. that reminded me of the matrix. And I remember I was like 12 in the matrix. And we talked about it, you know, the other year when we did the matrix that like, I fucking watched that movie the first time. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't understand it. Um, but then, we talked about when we did the matrix that how was that nominated for not nominated for best picture? Like it blows mm-hmm. my mind that the matrix was not nominated for best picture. If it was released today, it would be nominated for best picture. I guarantee it. But like this it's rare for me based on my stupid opinions or whatever it is. But like generally when I go into a movie and it hits a wall for me where I'm like, this is stupid. I I never I can't think of a movie where I've literally hit that wall but then recovered from it to enjoy it, if that mm. makes sense. I can't even pinpoint what part in this movie it was that it literally lost me. And I'm like, oh my god, this is stupid. But <laughs> but then it like it might have been then saved by the rock scene or something like that. But like it's I think you, you hit the nail on the head when you remember this movie and whether you enjoy it, you get it and everything, like this is when we've been doing this, like Parasite to me like was a good film, but I just didn't get it on the level that you and Noah did about this is so groundbreaking. Because to me, it was just like, what's so special about this movie? Um, You know, 1917 stood out for me as a fascinating and fantastic movie, the way it was shot and put together. To me, Mm -hmm. still was the best picture of those ones. I'll get into that. But like that, it comes on a level where it's, it's unique and fascinating. And I think that the Oscars, when it comes to best pictures and like, yeah, it's not necessarily always the most unique film, but when you've got a film like this that is so unique and what you did say about how this is maybe the most unique film you've ever seen, like no matter what you think, as I just said, you remember this film. Like who doesn't fucking yeah. remember a movie where you've got people with hot dog fingers, <laughs> you've got fucking, there's a lot of things to do with fingers in the movies, uh, these Oscars. We always seem to pinpoint some sort of like, uh, you know, oh, trend. Fingers and women's talking. I'm, the one that they we had do, fingers. Yes. That will, <laughs> I, I'm not going to comment on what I was going to say. That would have been inappropriate. But, um, <laughs> um, but like, just the bizarre nature of this, like, raccoony, like, <laughs> hilarious. And then, but, like, the next scene, like, you, you're kind of crying. And, like, even, like, the plot of this film, and it kind of does take you away in certain bits of, like, who's the villain and then who's trying to save what and then... You know, I was trying to guess at so many points in this film about, like, who really is the villain. And I kind of a few times, like, oh, yeah, this, that. and But, like, even just the bizarre nature of, like, to change multiverses, you've got to do something so completely bizarre that no one's thinking of it. Like, it's just, this is what Kill Phil should have been. I should have just mm. come up with bullshit. Like, I love you disagree with it. Yeah, this is what Kill Phil should have been. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, ben, absolutely. <laughs> you know he's not listening to me when he agrees with me about something to do with Kill Phil. But... 
yeah. I was agreeing about the whole multiverse thing that they do something as crazy as you can. Like, I mean, like, please forgive my uh, ignorance, but like, is this purely an Asian production? Is this like a, a co-production? Like, with because it's got Jamie Lee Curtis in it, so I'm assuming it's not purely like fully an Asian production. Um, no, I mean it's it's actually American. Like the directors so it is an American. are they, the yeah. directors are Asian heritage, but they are American directors. Right. Okay. Look, I, again, I'm, I'm literally my rambles, as I usually do, don't make sense, but I think it fits in with this movie because it's going all over the place. But, yeah, I my point being, it's rare for me to hate a movie in the middle of it and then come back and like it and, you know, let's be honest, this is a movie that I would easily watch again. And at points mm-hmm. of this movie, I thought, I'm never, this is bullshit. You know, you mentioned like Parasite and um, I had put up after the nominations came out, I put up a picture of Rakakuni sitting on the guy's head and said, this movie will win best picture and it's going to be the most worthy winner in who knows how many years. Because uh, I'm honestly predicting like this will win best picture. And I think this could be the movie that saves, you know, the, I guess the reputation of the Oscars because they sort of fallen into oh, we have to give it to this movie even though it's not deserving. They're always splitting directors and pictures because we don't know which one. We want to be fair to everybody. And they're afraid to nominate movies that maybe are a little bit groundbreaking and game-changing just because, oh, well, that's a block. We got Top Gun nominated this year. We got this movie nominated this year. Um, but Noah had basically replied saying that like he saw the movie and he, cut, he basically said, this is the best movie I've seen since Parasite, uh, which Parasite and this... In no way similar films, but I feel like both really did something different with you know genres that you're familiar with. I mean, this goes. I still don't see it with Parasite. I'm sorry, I just still don't see it. <laughs> I, you know what? It's funny. I, I showed Parasite to Jamie, and uh, she was tired as she usually is. And uh, halfway through the movie, she's like, "I got to be honest, I don't get what you are bragging about this movie for." We watched the second half of the movie the next day, and she goes, "Okay, now I get it." Because um, she just happened to leave off right before everything got crazy in that movie. But like both these movies, they just they they're so unpredictable in what they do that like you're caught off guard. And I think that's partly what you're saying, because I had similar I wouldn't say experience where I'm like, this is so dumb. I'm done with it. But I had a similar experience watching this movie. I'm like, this is going in so many different directions. Like, okay, this is just the movie with people with hot dogs for their fingers now. And then it brings you back in. You're like, wow, like, how did they manage to make this dramatic (laughs) and make make this like uh, the heartfelt moment and everything? I mean, the performance, you have to give so much to the performances here. And yeah. Obviously, Michelle Yeoh, I mean, I, I'm going to say this is, she She probably should have been nominated for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon at the very least. Uh, but she's never really even been in the picture for Let's Nominate Her before. Um, the daughter in this, Stephanie Zhu, I think is her name. Um, she's got no experience really in movies. And she's incredible. She's and she really got a good. nomination. Jamie Lee Curtis, first nomination of her career. I... Can I just jump in there? Like, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Don't get me wrong, and I'm so fucking happy. And her reactionary uh, posts on Instagram are some of the best things you'll ever see. But she wasn't in this as much as I thought she was. And then, like... It, it was promoted as her and Michelle Yo. Yeah, she definitely is in less than what they promoted. Yeah, and, like, I'm not to take away from her nomination because I think she's great in this film, but, like, it definitely shocked me how little she was in this film. I think what's so good about her performance, and I think the first time I saw it, I was thinking, oh, well, she's overshadowed by everybody else. And the second time I saw it, I'm like, well, I see so much more with her performance, especially like how unlikable she is at the beginning of the movie. And then with one simple thing at the end of the movie, they find a way to make you like her. Mm, uh, it, it's point. it's how unpleasant, because it's hard to not like Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. And she is so unpleasant for most of this movie. 
in, in such a um a, a, a way that most actors would be way too egotistical to appear in a film, you know? Yeah. Uh, but then Kiyu Kwan, uh short round from Indiana Jones, data from the Goonies, child actor, child icon, hadn't acted since I think Encino Man. With, by the way, props, Brendan Fraser. Hey, uh, there last, he is. I think that was his last action film or last acting, uh, major acting movie he did. He was basically asked to come out of retirement for this movie and he didn't want to do it because he's like, I was never a great actor and I haven't acted in 30 years. So I think I'm the wrong guy for this movie. And the first time I saw this, I'm like, I don't want to take anything away from Michelle Yeoh or any of the other actors, but like he stole this entire movie. And now he's not only getting nominated, he's like winning most of the awards he's up for. Like, oh, this is, we, we talk about like Brendan Fraser, props to Brendan Fraser again, props to Kihu Kwan. I mean, this is even more unlikely than Brendan Fraser that he would come back 30 years later and deliver a performance like this and suddenly become a movie star again, like in what, his 40s? Yeah, and like I, because the thing that blew me away is that like, yeah, short round. Um, I've never seen The Goonies, sorry. And I've never seen Encino Man. But um, like I, the whole time I'm thinking like, this is a kid in the 80s. And like Michelle Yeoh, I'm thinking like, is she like way older than him? It's actually only nine years older than him because I'm thinking like, you know, Michelle Yeoh looks great for her age. But I'm thinking like, she's got to be so much older than this guy. But anyway, mm. um, one thing I just wanted to quickly add just before I, I talk about him is that see the best supporting actress category now, like I, I can say I've actually seen all of the movies now. Um, of all of these actors and there's not one in there that I don't dislike. I think like, you know, they're all great. Uh, I think every single person would be a worthy winner from what I've seen. I mean, I'm still probably going to root mainly for Angela Bassett because I did straight away. So that was an Oscar winning performance, but um, Jamie Lee Curtis, I would love to see win, but I would be happy if if Hong, if Kerry or Stephanie won it as well. So Mm -hmm. um, no, he's fantastic. And I think this is key. You won, by the way. Um, and, like, I think what really fascinated me, and I know these are meant to be kind of, like, spoiler-free, but, like, it's sort of... You talked about women talking kind of doing it in a different way where it bucks kind of what your ex- expectations. This kind of had a similar thing to me, like, with the sort of the love story between him and, and Michelle Yeoh yeah. because it's sort of... A lot of the time in these sort of movies when maybe a couple have, like, issues, they kind of go out of their way to make it better so it's got a happy ending. Whereas this is almost, I feel, got the opposite. They kind of, like, almost go out of their way to be like, well, no, we would be better off if we were not together. You know, things like Mm -hmm. that, which is, like, it's not... You don't have that often in Hollywood movies. But, like, that often sometimes will, you know, be more relatable in real life. So I kind of like that. And then kind of like the relationship that Michelle Yeoh had with the daughter and just... Oh, it was just so many layers of it. Yeah, Kiki Kwan was amazing and just... Even like sort of the opening when you you get, you know that this is a bit of an odd movie, like kind of those scenes where you're watching him on the the security vision and he's kind of like mm-hmm. moving around and stuff like that. And just like the the opening bits when like Michelle Yeoh is like coming to terms with him and it's like, it's, oh, so good. So funny. This is a Bond girl. Can I just point out this is a Bond yeah. girl? Not to take away from the Bond girl cliches and all that sort of stuff, but I mean... We've got two Bond girls up against each other, essentially, in the one category here. And I've not seen Blonde, but you said it's horrible, so I believe you mostly. But, like, in a in a movie, in a Bond movie that is always forgotten, and as we always defended over in 007, unfairly forgotten because it's a great film. And here she is now. Like, if you were to have said a, a, an actress from the Brosnan era would go on to be nominated, we know that um, Rosamund Pike obviously did. We know Halle Berry won an Oscar, obviously, sort of just before Die Another Day came out. But, like, I mean, 
I'm probably going to say it would be um, Sophie Marceau. Like, uh, you know, some, and not, not take away from Michelle Yeoh or anything like that, but just based on their performances and who they were in the Brosnan era, uh, even Famke Jansen, but that's just bias from me. But like, I don't know if I would have ever picked Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, she's so good in this film. And, and one of the most interesting things about Michelle Yeoh is that, I mean, she's not one of these people who got into being an a dramatic actor and she's not even somebody who really got into being an actor. I mean, she basically saw what people like Jackie Chan and Jet Li were doing and said, I want to do that. And kind of a breakthrough were in movies with Jackie Chan and Jet Li. Um, mm. I'm trying to remember the, the Jet Li one that she did. It was really good, but it was around the same time, like Super Cop uh, was um, the, the the series that she did uh, with Jackie Chan. She wanted to just be a stunt woman who turned into a movie star. And she did that. She basically became like the, the greatest female action star in Hong Kong. And it wasn't until Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, a couple of years after Bond, where she even tried dramatic acting. And she won a bunch of awards. But I'm looking right now on all of the awards she's ever been nominated for. After Crouching Tiger, even in Hong Kong, she didn't get like any serious awards for years. Uh, so I don't think that anybody's really ever taken her as seriously as an actress, partly because she's never really gone out of her way to do the types of movies to try to win an Oscar, you know? And in this movie, it, it's, it was originally supposed to be Jackie Chan. I don't know if you read that trivia. No. They wrote this to be a male character and they wanted Jackie Chan to do it. He turned it down and they said, fine, let's turn it around and let's get the next best person we can. Let's make it Michelle Yeoh instead. Uh, so she kind of lucked into doing this movie, but I can't imagine the movie working. I would love to see Jackie Chan do it because the few times Jackie Chan has had to do dramatic roles, he is actually very good. Mm. He's one of these actors who will surprise you because he doesn't bother to do that type of stuff. But I can't imagine this movie working the same way with Jackie Chan. And part of that is, I think, the way that a lot of, um, I guess, Asian culture is, uh, particularly with a lot of Chinese families I know, it is more similar to this, where the mother is sort of the the head. You know, yeah, the, the guy does his part. You know, the, the mother is the head. And that's what, the, it's the realism of this movie. They, they wrote a script and they they made a movie that was seemed so realistic to Chinese culture and Chinese families. Yeah. I would say honestly probably the only thing that's unrealistic about it is that most Chinese children aren't quite like the daughter, but yet that's where the drama comes from the movie and and it, it works cuz that's that's where the movie becomes relatable for everybody else, you know? Yeah. Uh so the characters of this movie are just done so perfectly that you forget about the hot dog fingers and the rocks and Rakakuni and all that by the end of the movie because you just buy these characters and, and everything. This is the type of movie where you could have had an ending and said, oh, the ending is it was all a dream. And okay, that makes sense. And I'm glad they did do that. But like what happens in this movie is irrelevant to what the point of the movie is. The point of the movie, this entire thing could have been played out without the multiverse thing. It just makes it more fun and it makes it more original in how you wanted to tell this story about a family that's kind of breaking up. I also love just the the way they kind of create these multiverse works. Because, like, I mean, this is where you say it's unique because you can create a multiverse in a comic book movie and you've got plenty of things you can do with it. Like, oh, let's bring in these Spider-Man. Let's bring in this. Let's bring in this character. And, like, you know, that's going to have fan service. This is an original movie where you don't need to have fan service. It's It's like, let's create hot dog fingers. Let's create like the the hollywood actor and like i do love the fact that when they do the actress one you actually see real footage of michelle yo like at actual movie premieres yeah. like clever um, is her husband there 
I didn't see Jean Todt. Um, I didn't see him. No, but uh, you need to look him up. They're, they're a very, uh, they're definitely a couple where I've seen them. It's a very unique look for the pair of them. Um, <laughs> uh, he's definitely punching above his weight. Um, <laughs> but having said that, I would be very uh, excited to be at a dinner table with both of them because what's not to love? I'd be like, you hooked up with Pierce Brosnan in a Bond movie. You are Michael Schumacher's boss. Uh, I'm going to just be in heaven for the next couple of hours past the potatoes. Michelle Yeoh is the afterthought at that dinner table for you. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's tricky, but like, I mean, again, made out with Pierce Brosnan, uh, <laughs> Michael Schumacher's boss. Like, uh, it, it would be a very tricky dinner. But, um, but like, I mean, the uniqueness to come up, like, who thinks of like hot dog fingers? And then like <laughs> the, the Roxy was like just that. Oh, oh it was so... so funny like it just like literally you can just have like a scene with rock and then what was like stop with the googly eyes or whatever it is like the little fake little eyes but like (laughs) just like that whole sequence of the rocks and the subtitles and it's just what it's like oh you fucking idiots like oh language please are you kidding me ha 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 ha." and it's just like silence fuck like it's just just, (laughs) i had to post that on my social media because it's just oh like it's just so unique um, and then how they do it. And it's just, yeah, I, t- I tell you now, like I've, I've sort of doing my rankings out of, you know, four or five, or whatever I've watched at the moment. And when we get to the rankings, I'll say where this is obviously, but like, I'm, I'm having a real tricky time between this and another movie that we've got in a couple of days time, because there's another movie that we'll watch that I'd like thoroughly enjoyed and wasn't expecting anything from it, but it, and it's such a simple movie. I'm like, fuck, this is a great movie. Um, so I don't know. I'm jumping ahead the gun here, but yeah. Yeah. I wish uh, I had seen this on the big screen. I'll just interrupt you and say, Oh, it's so, and and that the reason they re-released it, like it was in August and it wasn't them saying, Hey, we're going to get, you re-release movies around November, December. If you want Oscar nomination, they just simply said when we saw it the second time, it was sort of like a special edition where the directors came on before and after the movie, you know, talked about a bit. And they basically said, Hey, this is Daniel and Daniel. (laughs) Yeah. We're, we're the Daniels. A lot of people work really hard to bring you this movie, which is basically what it was, but it was them saying, this is the way the movie should be seen. And they're hundred percent right. Um, I haven't actually watched this movie yet. It's, it's on Amazon prime video. And I haven't watched because one of these things similar to Parasite in 1917, where I'm like such an incredible big screen experience, you know, will it diminish it? I'm sure it won't. I I, I will watch it again before the Oscars come up, but uh, it, it had an incredible experience. Uh, tai Chi Master was the movie. So she, Michelle Yeoh basically within one year started in Super Cop with uh, Jackie Chan and then Tai Chi Master with Jet Li. And then she became like the biggest star she could. And it, well, that was only a few years before Bond. So it's actually kind of unusual how you role she had before she got the bond movie because she had only been doing like three or four years even in another country which is a little which bit uh, uh unusual i find it re- like i don't think it's being talked up enough that we have two bond girls nominated like this, this is a like yeah. uh, maybe outside the bond community it's, no one really gives a shit but i mean there was often a bond girl curse perceived bond mm-hmm. girl curse for a while and i don't know this is a big deal because like who has been nominated it would be it would simply be Rosamund Pike. I think she was the first post Bond, right? Um, obviously Halle Berry I think. did it. Um, Ava Green never got nominated for an Oscar, did no, she? No, I don't. She still hasn't. Yeah. Um, and Diana Rigg was more TV, right? So she never really got. Yeah. You know, so like, I guess Rosamund Pike broke through for that, but like this is two in one year, and that like. 
I think as Bond fans and as a Bond podcast host, we need to champion that because that's that's kind of cool. Like that's that's a really cool thing. And yeah, you would argue that Bond girls now get weightier roles and and sort of it's more in depth rather than just a hi, I'm plenty, plenty of too. But <laughs> like it's Michelle Yeoh. I mean, Wei Lin, badass, but not the most in depth fleshed out character i would argue yeah. natalia a, you know a film beforehand with isabel scorper whatever her name is like much harris more. carver more more fleshed out and that was a smaller role i don't and no disrespect to my girl terry but i mean i don't think she's going to be getting an oscar nomination anytime yeah. soon <laughs> but having said that we didn't think brendan fraser was and look where he's at so yeah. terry terry hatcher oscar nominee 2029 <laughs> coming soon um but i just i don't know champion that is bond fans to have two bond mm. girls up at the same, I mean, Judy Dench, I guess. Um, but, she, but like, I don't know. Just, I'm celebrating the fact that Anna Armas and Michelle are in the same category in the same year. Good for them. Uh, so nominations. This is the most nominated uh, film from is. this year, I believe. Yes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Eleven. eight, nine, ten. Eleven nominations. Uh, so picture, director, I should be pluralized, uh, actress. Has that ever happened before? Two people in, as best director? Uh, it must have. Um, I don't. It's. I haven't been hearing talk that it's the first time, so I would assume it has. Um, but it's that's another weird thing. There's a weird thing with rules. I, I didn't even mention yesterday. Like the Canadian Screen Awards have done away with gender categories, so that is now like best performance and best supporting performance, and it's men and women mixed. They kind of put an equal amount for both in there. But uh, it, I know for original score there was a controversy with the the Dark Knight because they said you have two composers, Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard you have to have only one composer in order to be eligible for best original score. But meanwhile, director, you could have two directors. And it's like, uh, it's director, you know, best adapted screenplay. Uh, how many people on Top Gun Maverick are nominated? One, two, <laughs> three, four, five, six, six people. Okay. Uh, There's also best actress, supporting actor, two supporting actresses. We mentioned uh, score, song, costume design, editing. Um, I have a feeling this is going to clean up in a lot of categories. I I'm, I'm really hoping it wins actress and supporting actor. I think it's probably editing front surely. runner. It's probably front runner for best uh, supporting actor. I don't know for actress. It's definitely winning editing. Yeah, you're right. Um, it might win screenplay, but I don't know. Uh, picture. I'm I'm guessing this is gonna walk away with picture and director because like, I'm so sick of let's split up picture and director because we don't have the balls to say one movie is actually the best. This is the type of movie where it's like, if you give it best picture, not best director, that makes no sense whatsoever. What was the last where Parasite got director and picture, didn't it? Uh, did it? Was that uh, the last one? I'm pretty sure it did. It, it might have been Sam Mendes. Did he win best director that year? No, I thought, I thought, what's his face from? I'm pretty sure Parasite got director. Because remember, he famously said, I'm going to get drunk. Remember, like when he was translating, that was him, wasn't it? <laughs> Me, I'll, I'll look it up. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that he. I can't remember his name. Sorry, but like I'm pretty sure he got it the same year. Um, no, well, Nomad, Nomad Land won both. Um, oh, okay, well, I, that those are the yeah, two. Yeah, Parasite, Parasite too. Last two years, I like barely paid attention to the Oscars. So what can I say? Um, but yeah, it's got to win editing. I mean, look, I I don't even know the song uh, that it's got nominated. This is a life. Was that in the credits or something? Um, I. Yeah, I don't know if I was paying much of David Byrne. There you go. David Byrne nominated for an Oscar. Good for him. Um, Asian representation. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't really know that song. But, yeah, it's got to win editing. Picture, look, I mean, I've seen five, six of these at the moment. Um, 
and is it my favorite or not? You'll have to find out. But like, I mean, in terms of just the uniqueness of it from what I've seen, I mean, it's beaten women talking. I'm telling you that now on Avatar. But um, yeah, I think supporting actor as of now, um, yes, I've seen all of them and an hour of one of them. And I don't think I'm going to be watching Causeway. Sorry, Brian Tyree Henry. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you think supporting actress so it's one of these ones where it's kind of like because you got two from the same movie it's kind cancel of it cancel out. each other out yeah and angela yeah, might I, get it angela bassett i think is another one of those probably a lock at this point uh which i'm glad she was nominated um i don't know whether she would be my favorite in these i would actually go from uh what, what's her name from better call saul um uh for banshees oh uh, wait she's in is, better is call she saul? actress or something yeah did we not mention i thought i mentioned that to you Oh, she, she played um, Ike's ah, daughter-in-law. Yeah, that clicked. Yeah, yeah. we're going to be talking about that movie soon. Um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, it's tricky because, like, I, I, the thing is, though, as I think we said the other day, like, this is a very open year. Uh, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't. This is a rare year where I don't think there's just something stands out over everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, look. I'd honestly be happy with anyone in the Best Supporting Actress. It's not like, you know, a ride if Brendan Fraser doesn't win anything. Um, but, like, seriously, like, I've seen all these movies now and I would be happy. I think everyone in that category is thoroughly deserving and I think whoever wins it will be great. If I had to choose, based on absolute love of the person, it would be Angela Bassett or Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, probably more so Angela Bassett. Um, but, I mean, God, who wouldn't be happy with a Jamie Lee Curtis win? Come on. Mm-hmm. Can we just talk? The, the, you mentioned before the multiverse thing. Like this movie did multiverse so much better than multiverse of madness, and I didn't mind multiverse of madness. But multiverse of madness, they're they're basically stuck in. Well, what do we do for casting? All of our multiverse Benedict Cumberbatches are the same guy, but our multiverses of other characters are different people. The the, the rules are never really established. This movie actually established rules of a multiverse in such a logical way because like multiverse the, the, people believe oh multiverses are definitely real. Sure, fine, maybe. <laughs> but, but but this movie had me believing if there's a multiverse, it had to exist this way. And yet the movie never feels like it's so complex. Like even the Matrix in comparison feels at times like, all right, I got to wrap my head around this. So you're saying this and this and this. This movie's like, yeah, that makes sense. Thanks for explaining it. I mean, two things about it. This movie doesn't have a guy going, the system anatomic anomaly, therefore, <laughs> accordingly. And it does have uh, butt plugs, um, basically, <laughs> to, to change people. <laughs> which, I mean, any movie which you've got, you go, a guy in the middle of a fight needs to put a butt plug on his butt. I mean, that that sells itself there for it as well. I think, look, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Multiverse of Madness. I, to me, the movie of the multiverses that did it the best was Spider-Man, No Way Home. Um, you know, that, I guess, technically did it first. That came out before this, didn't it? So... Uh, the argument there is that Spider-Man did it first and we haven't seen the flash obviously at the time of this being recorded, but yeah, I agree with you. I think, I think that the, what works about this, going back to my point about, you know, a, a comic book movie can get lost in what it can do. And I think it, it, it comes down to fan service and, and I, I've never seen the Superman ones that you talk about when Brandon Routh and all that come back. Like y- you're fan servicing, like we went into Spider-Man wanting Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield back. We got what we wanted. You know, multiverse of madness. We got the 
not the fantastic. We did get the Fantastic Four, didn't we? We got one of them. I don't know. We got all the, all the we got freaking Patrick Stewart and Salt and Pepper, like all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you're never gonna look at it in the same way again. But um, I think yeah, again with with a unique feeling like this, you can do whatever you want and you can make it work, and it just it mm-hmm. it it works. So yeah, I agree with you. Uh, the uh, the the uncredited cameo. This movie I didn't even know about until I just read it here. Uh, the voice of Rakakuni, Randy Newman. Really? Oh, wow. They got Randy Newman to do the voice of Rakakuni in this movie. There's it's a, hilarious. Like, it's a funny bit with the, the, the chef guy who's like, oh, Now we're cooking. <laughs> oh. Rakakuni. Rakakuni. <laughs> I just like the scene where she first explains it. It's like, it's like that movie where the raccoon's on the head. It's like controlling the chef. It's like, you mean Ratatouille? <laughs> Rakakuni. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, I'm buying this movie 100%, and it's number one on our list of three so far. Uh, yes and yes to the same. It's a buy, and it is also number one. But, uh, see, I'm intrigued to, like, obviously I can see my list about what's at number one at the moment. Or could be this, who knows? But, like, I'm so intrigued for tomorrow because I also know your oh. love for the next movie that we're about to do. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Top Gun. Oh, I tease, I think every single day. All right, we're doing Top Gun next, right? Okay, we're talking about Top Gun tomorrow. No, 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 no. Okay, it's finally time for Top Gun. You're telling me that? It is tomorrow. Yes. Hold my hand, Colin. Hold my hand. Oh. <laughs> Hold, yes, just the hand. Uh, I, <laughs> leave it at the hand. Just just the tip. Um, I mean, <laughs> you can talk more about this tomorrow, but like obviously we did the review of it last year, but haven't you seen it about 400 times since? I've seen this movie 10 times now. In the cinemas? Um, I, saw or it, like it? I saw it six times wow. in the theater and then four times since. That's got to uh, be a, it, it, like a, a modern day record for you because it's been a while since you've seen a movie that many times. Yeah. You? Uh, well, I think the last time I saw a movie even six times was, well, I saw The Force Awakens seven. Oh. Uh, but uh, Superman Returns I saw six times uh, as well. So, I mean, yeah, it was basically 15 years and this is seeing a movie over five times. And like part of it is the big screen experience. Like, yeah, you could watch this movie at home. I, um, I'll, I'll, I'll just mention this now. When uh, they released this, finally you could actually buy it digital. Uh, I told Jamie, okay, it's twenty five dollars to buy it digital, and she's like, oh well, I mean, you just saw the movie and you're gonna see it again. I'm like, is this for the Blu-ray? No, the Blu-ray is not gonna come out for another two months. Okay, well then why don't you wait for the Blu-ray? I'm like, well look, if I buy the digital copy of this movie. I will see it less in the theaters now. Okay, so you're saying if you buy it digital now, you're not going to see it in the theater again? No, 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 that's not what I said. I said <laughs> I will see it less. And I still saw it two more times, even though I owned a copy that I could watch at home. So absolutely love this movie. Uh, but will it beat everything everywhere all at once? Or women talking? Who knows? It'll oh, beat Avatar, for sure. Built, if this doesn't beat women talking, I'm going to come around and beat you with a butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Tom Cruise, and he'll... Like, he won't let you stick a butt plug in me anymore. I'm not letting you stick a butt plug in me because I'm now straight. <laughs> you will turn Tom Cruise straight tomorrow if you put women talking ahead of this. I'm telling you now. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to talking about it because I didn't see it six times. I saw it once. Um, and then I watched it again this week, and I'm kind of sad that I didn't go see it at the movies again because, yeah. Uh, but that's tomorrow. Do all the stuff. Like, follow everything as we bring you more of these every single day or one a day. Um, just to not get your hopes up and uh, if you miss our other ones listen to them there's Avatar and Women Talking they're fine um, so 
Uh, cheers, bro. My name is Rakakuni. <laughs> and my name is Rock. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the Oz network.net thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.